Today, we're going to take a look at an investment report from Benzinga on mergers and acquisitions and how cannabis deal makers have learned their lesson and what they're doing to shift focus as more countries are being broke. We'll dive into Illinois and some other states and what other states are going to have to do, as well as uh, the importance of investment right now post-pandemic and why uh, having a proper valuation and uh, merger and acquisition experience is important. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today at the World Trade Center, we've got Katrina Glogowski in the house, angel investor and attorney. Thanks for being back on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Josh. All right, so let's take a look at this article real quick. We dive into some graphs and charts and some other stuff. So 2019, there was a combination of decrease in valuations, regulatory issues, corporate governance issues, resulting in 95 cannabis industry M&A deals worth more than $2.4 billion being canceled or unwound. So markets were slow to roll out and came uh, online. Uh, markets were slower to roll out and come online than expected and regulatory financial and operation obstacles were suppressing profitability. So volume in 2020 was also down, however, Peak concerns of the pandemic uh, with companies finding their way into more niche sectors of the space and all out stock deals are expected to be the trend. So it's more of a mature market right now. That obviously helps as well as a focus on fundamentals. So looking at profitability and not just a letter of intent or a crystal ball of what's going to happen in the future. Well, Josh, I think what we're seeing, and we say it almost every podcast, is that the market is maturing. And just because you have uh, some big celebrity name behind your brand does not mean that your company is profitable. And now people are starting to look at numbers and your team and whether or not you are actually a successful profitable cannabis company, no matter the name of the celebrity behind your brand. And when that starts happening, the deals become better and better. Yes, as this article kind of goes in to say with the mature market that there's more scrutiny about looking at not only profitability, but scalability, leadership, and future vision. There's been a lot of uh, CEOs that have been fired, a lot of lawsuits that we've been talking about on this podcast since its inception uh, over a couple of years ago. All of that is a mature market when you start to see CEOs fired and uh, valuations that <laughs> when you're looking at profitability, all those things are normal uh, rather than just kind of speculative that we saw in the beginning when there was a lot of hype so we're seeing a lot of private equity and venture capital firms and operators of all sizes, um, you know, learning the hard way, I guess, but now focusing on fundamentals, um, saying that it's a marathon, not a sprint. I think what we're seeing here is the FOMO element, fear of missing out. FOMO is sort of going away. The, the rush to get any cannabis-related business whatsoever in your portfolio is sort of over. And now people are looking at financials and looking at the deals and making sure that the deal is actually going to be profitable. When you start seeing venture and equity funds um, with, with big names behind them playing in the industry, you know the market's normalizing. That's right. And this, obviously fundamentals are important. 
uh, need to be profitable. And there's a lot of states that are going to increase valuations for a lot of these multi-state operators and cultivators and uh, vertically integrated companies. Um, Illinois was one of those. And so you can see from, from this, uh, this chart here talking about Illinois state pension shortfall raised to $137 billion in 2019, which is probably one of the biggest reasons why they went public. Uh, like we've said before, you can't bring Boeing in and give them a no tax and expect that you know your, your state is going to um, remain with the full coffers for, for pension employees. And so with that, there's going to be more company or more uh, states that go legal in order to benefit from the revenue that we've seen from a regulated marketplace. So looking at um, just fundamentals just across the board, um, cannabis went from illegal to essentially fairly quickly this year. As a result, the investor's perspective has evolved vastly from last year and the shift has presented many opportunities for cannabis companies that didn't exist last year or weren't sought after. And you can say that for the states. So looking at this map, Illinois was one of the worst um, in terms of a well-funded pension plan, but Kentucky is by far the worst. So they're only 30, 34% funded. Here in Washington, we're at 90%. Uh, South Dakota's at 100. Wisconsin is at 103. Um, Colorado is not doing too well. They're at 47%. So maybe they should take some of that cannabis revenue and, and plug that into their pension fund. But I have no doubt that since Illinois is struggling, that Kentucky will be right there um, as, long, as well as Connecticut, 46% funded. New Jersey is only 36% funded, which is why New Jersey is going to pass this year. And so there's... Well, we've talked about the benefits of cannabis legalization, uh, cannabis recreational legalization, uh, bringing taxes to the, to the states uh, for some amount of time. And I agree with you 100%, Josh, that uh, legalization, the, the easiest path for legalization in your state, if you are in a state that is not legalized yet, is debt <laughs> and, or uh, poor school numbers or, or something like that. If, if you want your state to pass uh, cannabis legalization, uh, yeah, that, that's the state to look for. So this is my crystal ball, Illinois, obviously, then Kentucky, uh, New Jersey, obviously, the Connecticut is going to have to either do it by legislature or wait another four years. And I can't imagine that's going to happen. Michigan is already there. So Minnesota is going to have to figure it out as well as North Dakota, uh, which I think is on the docket for this this November, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And at 64 percent funded, it's not a surprise if North Dakota already is going to be voting for that. New Arizona, only 62 percent funded for their pension plan. And uh, New Mexico will be right there, as well as the southern states of Louisiana, Mississippi, South Carolina, uh, all needing that cannabis cash. And they'll be able to do it a lot faster. So the ability to go from medical to rec is, is getting a lot faster. Um, California took them 7,300 days uh, versus Massachusetts it only took 1,400. So it is becoming quicker. You don't have to wait as long in order to get the, you know, the stores that you need. Although Washington went from 2000 stores down to 400 when it went from medical to rec. So not everything is good, but 
hopefully people uh, are, you know, other states will be able to figure it out and do a lot better than we've done in the past. Yep, learn from other states that have done it before you and better than you. Yeah. So it could bode well for new adult use markets that take root in the months earlier and years ahead. It also could stand to sharp contrast in states like California, states that are first approved to have medical marijuana in 96 was California with the voter passed initiative, but it took another 22 years before the retailers rang up the state's first recreational sale in January 2018. I, I think that's a thing of the past. We're definitely not going to be waiting over two decades. Uh, when all these other new states roll out because they need that cash. That's what this is all about. It's definitely not about uh, the kids or, or health or anything. Uh, it's about filling these coffers and budget deficits. Uh, but hopefully we'll get there eventually. We're not going to stop. But I want to thank my guest, Katrina Golgowski, angel investor and attorney. Thanks for being at the World Trade Center. Thanks, Josh. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.